we've been getting accountability all wrong in the compliance industry. It's not a set of tasks. It's a way of thinking, and it has to come from the heart as well as the head. On Accountability, the Heart of Compliance, Tom Fox and Sam Silverstein dig into what accountability means to the corporate compliance function and business organizations, and most significantly, how to make it an integral part of your culture. Accountability, the Heart of Compliance is a production of the Compliance Podcast Network. Hello, everyone. This is Tom Fox and Sam Silverstein back for another episode And we're in the middle of a three-part exploration of Boeing and accountability. In uh, episode one, we took a look at accountability buying between employees. Today, we're going to take a look at one of Sam's favorite topics, accountability of leadership. Uh, We could not do a podcast on the failures of leadership uh, at Boeing, so we won't try to do that here. But Sam, I really wanted to get your thoughts on First of all, how does how is Boeing's leadership turn this around? What's the leader's commitment to accountability to start to right the ship here? Wow. Well, I know we, we, we had a robust conversation around around accountability on the individual level among the employees, and hopefully everyone listened to that podcast because it certainly sets the stage for this. But You know, somebody asked me recently, what would you do if you were the CEO at Boeing? And how would you turn this around? Um, And it was, I mean, I immediately answered. uh, I'll tell you exactly what I would do. I would would get everybody that's on the payroll and I would would, uh, hire out the the kingdom or whatever the appropriate uh, arena would be. I would sit them all down and I would tell them, look, Uh, We make the best airplanes in the world. We have the best engineers. We have the best know-how. We have no problem putting out a great product. But what we do have a problem with is in our organization, we have a culture that is not uh, inspiring accountability. And and I am, from this point forward, focusing on that. You're going to focus on the airplanes. You're going to focus on the technology. But nothing's going to happen around here that is less than accountable, less than ethical, less than to the highest standard. And with your help, we're going to make that happen. And then that leader from that point forward needs to focus on the building this culture through through the commitments that build accountability and let their people focus on building those great aircrafts. In the aircraft industry, and I suppose in almost any manufacturing industry, Sam, you're going to have situations where something doesn't work. A new design doesn't work. A new system doesn't work. Uh, there could be failure. There could be uh, negative consequences. How does accountability allow a leader to communicate, communicate that we're going to embrace faults and failures and then have the employees embrace that uh, and use that as a driving force for, if not ethical change, accountability back up to the leadership? Okay, so when you, when you talk about one of those 10 commitments that builds accountability is, and accountability is keeping your commitments to people, not so much the physical, tactical commitments of doing things because you're responsible for things, you're accountable to people, but meaningful commitments like a commitment to the values, a commitment to all of us, a commitment to a good reputation, and as you said, a commitment to embrace the faults and failures as well as the successes. And what that says is it says, I have faults and failures, and therefore, I accept that you have faults and failures. I don't expect you to be perfect. 
And and then leadership then has to back that up, most importantly, with actions. Because as my dad always said, actions speak louder than words. And so if, if I heard it once from my father, I heard it 51,379 times. I mean, it, it was a constant, right? Most of us have heard that. So leaders, it's interesting, especially when you have a new CEO or a new leader, uh, what they say, if their actions don't align with it immediately, they're in trouble. Everything rises and falls with leadership. Anything that's going wrong in an organization, in my opinion, connects back to leadership. So leadership has to be very transparent. Leadership has to say, this is where we've messed up. And leadership has to say, this is where, you know, I'm going to improve. And I want your help. If you see that I'm coming up short, I want you to tell me. And when a leader takes that kind of stance with that transparency and engages their people in that way, that's when things start to change. So one of the things we saw in the Boeing case, and frankly, we've seen this seen this in many other corporate scandals, was there were inter- internal whistleblowers. There were people who tried to raise their hand and say, this isn't working. We need to do something different. Why is having a safe place to do that so important in accountability? You know, we talk about physical safety, and that's important in a business and in an organizational culture that inspires and prioritizes accountability. You do get a more uh, physically safe environment, but you need to have a emotionally safe environment. You need to feel like several things. One, uh, I can say something without there being retribution. Two, that I have a voice at the table that people want to hear what I have to say, because then that engages people and then you get their creative minds. I was talking with a doctor this morning that was sharing uh, a story with me that um, uh, she'd written an article about uh, ethical situations going on in a, in a person in a particular area of, of medical practice. And she submitted this article to administration in her organization. And they came back and they said, you know, how does this make us look? So there's an ethical situation that needs tending to. And they're worried about the optics of the situation. Um, that, that's basically, and then they want to clean, clean it up, you know, whatever that means. So that's putting a muzzle on this particular doctor. So now the doctor is not free to express in this situation, her opinion, her findings, the truth that she sees in the field and solve a problem. And as soon as you eliminate that safe place, then what happens is you lose all your suggestions, you lose all the feedback. And guess what happens when you're dealing with a product? like a jet airplane, you lose hundreds of lives. So the lack of a safe place costs hundreds of lives. If you don't allow your people to be their best, to express what they see as truth, and then listen with an open mind, then you have no right leading an organization. Sam, this uh, this next commitment is one that I don't think we've talked uh, in depth about, but it seems to be to be precisely one of the situations Boeing finds itself in, which is commitment number nine, commitment to stand when with you when, quote, all hell breaks loose, end quote. Uh, that has certainly mm-hmm. happened to Boeing. Uh, what does that commitment mean, and how does leadership need to incorporate that going forward? So about a year ago, someone who I had met, and we had started to build a relationship, his mother passed away, and I went to the funeral. And when he saw me at the funeral, it caught him off guard. He he did not expect to see me there. 
And he was really very speechless and emotional in the moment. Here's someone that I respected that I, that, that I was building a friendship with. And I just felt like, I felt like, you know, I've lost a parent and I know what that's like. And it's nice to have a friendly face around. I, I don't know who else is coming or not coming. I can't tell you how many times since that's happened where he said, you know, you have no idea how much it meant to me that you showed up at my mother's funeral. I didn't show up at the funeral because I wanted him to say that to me. I felt like it was the right thing to do. I believe that when uh, all hell is breaking loose, you need to be there for people. And if, if you are there for people, then what's happened, what happens is ultimately when, when you're in trouble, they're going to be there for you. Nothing builds a stronger relationship than letting someone know you've got their back. Then when they're backed up against the wall, you're going to go fight with them. You're going to help them. You're there for them. And then guess what? They're going to be there for you. And we live in a time and in a society where people talk about there's just a lack of loyalty. There's a lack of loyalty in business. Oh, you know, the millennials move from job to job to job to job. Well, you know, this is not... um, based on generational thinking. The fact of the matter is when a leader of an organization shows that they're loyal to their people, their people are loyal to that leader. And if a leader of an organization shows that they are not loyal to the individuals, then those people are not loyal to the leader. This is not rocket science. It's truth. It's what happens. After you have your meeting in the kingdom or uh, the baseball park, uh, how do you implement accountability from the top? Is it modeling? Is it walking the walk? Is it being accountable? Is it training on accountability? How does the leader get that message down to the troops and then start the long process of changing a dysfunctional, broken, and even toxic culture? Okay. Um, This is simple, but it's not easy. And I'm going to say that on the front end, okay? And we're going to go back. This isn't rocket science, but this is how it works. Accountability is inspired in the culture. It's not mandated. And it's inspired by, inspired by top leadership. If it doesn't start at the very top, it won't happen. So what has to happen is leadership leads an initiative that identifies what the values, what the, they want that culture to be. That culture is defined through the values and not just having a list of values, but the values have to very specifically attach to certain things. We've, we've done all the analysis. We know what they have to attach to. We know what, how they have to be written to be effective. Then the leader has to, first of all, as you say, they have to model it. So it starts with modeling. Then it goes to teaching. It has to be taught to literally everyone in the organization. And then um, after you've defined it, you're modeling it, you're teaching it, and here's the hard part, you have to protect it. That means when your number one salesperson isn't living the values and you've, and you've modeled it and you've taught them and you've given that person notice, then you have to let them go someplace where their behavior is acceptable. And if you're willing to get rid of your top engineer, your top salesperson, your top whatever, because they're not living the values, only then are those values yours. And that's what has to happen. And that's not easy, but I see organizations that do it all the time. I see more that don't. Now, there's one more step, and that's this continual celebration. You have to celebrate the successes of your culture. You have to share where it's working. 
You have to inspire people to want to be a part of that culture so that everyone says, man, this is where I want to work. I love it here. I love the people I work with. I love leadership. I love what we stand for. I love what we believe. And then what happens is all that backbiting and all that stuff that people say about other people, that goes away. It goes away because, A, it's not valid. It goes away because those people that are acting in that manner are not living the values, and you got rid of those people. And then what you have is, is a culture that inspires accountability, that's flown from flows from leadership throughout the entire organization. Sam, unfortunately, we are near to the end of our time, but I hope our listeners will join us again tomorrow where we talk about accountability to other stakeholders. I can't wait. Yeah. To regulate to the flying public, uh, to the U.S. economy, uh, to all of us. So, Sam, I look forward to continuing the conversation. All right. Thank you. And uh, can't wait for the next one, Tom. Thanks for joining us for this episode of Accountability, the Heart of Compliance. If you enjoyed the episode, make sure to subscribe and leave a review. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com. <laughs>